Hello, everybody, and we are so happy to be here, and thank you again, Janet Lee. Oh, I enjoy that music and the way and the style, how you play it. I feel the spirit. God bless you. And, ladies and gentlemen, today we move on to part six. The body without the spirit is dead. What is the spirit without the body? Well, we're finding that this incorporates quite an incredible subject. And I want to, again, say to you people, uh, I know that uh, the last couple of um, teachings have uh, been into some numbers, and that may seem to be deep and complicated for some of you. For some of you. But I want to ask your patience, your indulgence, and I want to ask your faith that you will hang in there, hang and hold, because God, by the Holy Spirit, is able to fulfill the word of God, which says that he will lead and guide you into all truth, and he will restore your memory. And that's all part of the word of God. Now, this message today is going to be very, very interesting to a lot of you people, because today I'm going to go into uh, some interesting scripture to give proof of some of the uh, teachings that I was uh, doing using various numbers and to show you how by the scripture uh, these are uh, substantiated and supported. Um, I just think that you will find uh, this a very deep message, but believe me, it needs to be taught. It needs to go on record because as we advance forward into the time of the future, uh, it will be very important for people to look back and see in these holy manifest teachings how that the word of God was being revealed uh, way back when. Blessed be the name of God. <clears throat> now I want to just... Uh, reiterate, review just a few things uh, from uh, a prior uh, a message or two. Uh, it's going to be very short. But uh, we talked last week about that the Bible teaches us that we are in star time. And we quoted that from chapter 1 of Genesis, verse 14, where the Bible says, And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs, for seasons, and let them be uh, for days and years. So we, we see that um, uh, in also verse 15 and 16 that it's very, very clear that the stars were made uh, to provide uh, a, a time uh, element. And and that is so important because our sun is a star. And uh, we mentioned last week that uh, it's been burning for about, they estimate, 10 billion years or more. And, um, and uh, they... Um, uh, uh, well, it's been it's been uh, burning for I'm sorry f five billion years or more, and they're expecting it to go on for another at least ten billion years or more. And when we start talking about the our the number seventy thousand, eighty thousand years, that is not even a little flip, a little speck uh, in the percentage of time uh, in comparison. So those things are important. And we, we read Psalm 72, 5. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and the moon endure throughout all generations. And Ecclesiastes nine eleven, 
I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Then we had the scripture eight twenty one through 22 in Genesis. I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of mankind's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. While the earth remaineth seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So we've got the word of God upon which we stand. Then if you turn in Genesis while we're there to the second chapter, where it says, uh, verse 2, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work which he had made. And now verse 4, These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth and every plant of the field before it was even in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to tell it. Now, the point I want you to follow here and remember is that in the very beginning, in Genesis here, we are being, being given a format, a, a, a scale of, of reckoning to follow. These are the generations so when it's talking about the creation of the earth, when it's talking about all of the events that are happening and as they are divided by days, and then we understand that day can be something very, very different because we read in this verse 4, these are the generations of the heaven and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heavens, made the earth and the heavens. So we see that day can be a very uh, a great sum of time. And, and we see that, that the language of the Bible, that it puts all of the creation in, is about generations. It not only includes, as it later uh, makes it very, very clear throughout the Bible, that generations refer to human beings, but it makes it very clear that generations refer to the entire whole creation. So this thing of generations is the language of the Bible. Now, let's move on and let's talk about, you know, just a, a few other kind of uh, important thoughts. Um, I, I want you to come into that understanding of, of parallels because without coming into the understanding of parallels, you really, really can't uh, come into an understanding of the Bible. The Bible is quite the different book than uh, any other book out there. And if you look at uh, Revelations 22, Revelations 22, and, uh, and we look at verse 1 through 2, and he shewed me or showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. 
in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were, were for the healing of the nations. Now, when we start talking about this parallel, when we start talking about the revelation of the parallels, we see here where most people only understand there being one tree of life. But we see here clearly in chapter 22 of Revelations and in verse 2, in the midst of the street of it and on either side of it or on either side of the river was there the tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now, when you read this, you understand that this is not putting it in the fact that this tree was on both sides of the uh, of of the river, the same tree, uh, because uh, you would not have to think too hard or too much to imagine what that would have to be like for it to be on both sides of the, uh, 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 be one tree that, that was on both sides of the, of the river. But there's two trees here. There are two trees. And so, you know, that number two, that parallel, uh, is throughout the, the Bible. And it comes up many, many times. And if we were to go and look at, um, for instance, uh, uh, the um, the two olive trees in uh, uh, Zechariah. Go to the book, uh, the Old Testament, to the book of, of Zechariah, and uh, we're going to read there because uh, that is for sure very interesting along the lines of what we're thinking. So, so Zechariah, and we're going to look at um, uh, at chapter four, and um, and so we we read here. And uh, and uh, we 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 read about these two olive trees, and let's look at uh, chapter four, beginning with first verse. And the angel that talked with me came again and walked with me as a man that is waking out of his sleep, and said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I and, and I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick all of gold with a bowl on top of it and seven lamps thereof, and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof, and two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof. Now we've got two olive trees, you know. And and um, uh, so then uh, the, the the angel is making it clear that, uh, that, that we are talking about uh, you know, two anointed ones. And then if we look, skip to the, because I don't want to take the time to read the whole chapter because I, I, I won't have enough time. But in the 14th verse, then said he, these are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. So the two olive trees actually represented two different anointed ones, which we sometimes refer to as the two witnesses, uh, you know, and being representative of Jesus Christ and Melchizedek uh, uh, by the Holy Spirit. And um, uh, we find that parallel very important as an, an introduction to you 
you know, to, to understand this thing of, of there being two. We also know that sometimes in the Bible that two things become one. And, and uh, uh, so uh, when we read in the Bible about marriage, it says they twain, meaning they two, shall be one flesh. So the power of understanding the, the quantity and the value of a thing is a lot deeper than what uh, is sometimes apparent. Uh, we, we, we have to really get into these, these deeper uh, things in order to uh, have a full understanding of exactly what it is that, that God is speaking. So, so we're going to uh, we're going to look on some very interesting things along that line uh, as we get deeper and deeper into this word. Now, for sure, we understand that as we are teaching these things, uh, just like the teaching that we did uh, on the tracks uh, upon the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, there were incredible teachings of new things there. Uh, that is not anything people have, uh, at least I haven't, and no one I've ever talked to has ever told me they ever heard any anything like that. In fact, people say to me uh, on these teachings that, that they're just absolutely fresh, they're new, and they haven't heard anything. So this holy manifest revelation of insights can be said to have changed the understanding of the accepted tradition of biblical information. Now, let me read that, uh, uh, say that again, so that you can have that uh, printed uh, very carefully for you yourself to read one of these days when uh, when we get this all not only on tape, but we also get this uh, put uh, into reader form. The Holy Manifest Insights have changed the understanding of the accepted tradition of biblical information. Wow. Okay, the Holy Manifest Revelations, um, sometimes they offer biblical information in disembodied forms. Wow, what do, what do we mean by that? The Holy Manifest Revelation sometimes offers biblical information in disembodied forms. Well, that is to say information of the Word Shown without connection to religion, shown without connection to cultures, shown without connection uh, to societies, shown without connection to denominations, shown without connection to national archives, uh, those all being uh, bodies, so to speak. And and so we are we are revealing biblical information uh, in in a new way. Uh, that that does not connect it to disem, uh, that does not connect it to these to these bodies, but rather instead uh, showing it in disembodied forms, uh, which is, you know, by the spirit, uh, a way of of speaking it and saying it, because uh, uh, just just uh, just uh, as, as a record that these uh, uh, various 
experiences happened with a particular kind of a of, of a people like a Jews or Gentiles or 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 you know of the different uh, kinds of people um, in the end Jesus said or the word through Jesus says you know you have to wipe that all out in Jesus Christ there's neither male nor female there's neither neither Jew nor Greek so when you really take this to a to a, a resolution then you have to wipe out these things that normally you were trying to associate with them because they seem to be offered in that form when you're reading it and it it shows a connection to these cultures to these people to these nationalities but when you go on with God into the the deep holy spirit discerning of what the real message is you have to you have to take take it without uh you know respect of persons you have to take it without the male the female you have to take it without uh you know uh what what denomination you have to take it without what culture you have to take it without you know what uh national image uh those things don't exist any longer in, in jesus christ they get erased okay so as we begin to understand this then we understand, okay, there are reasons for this. And, and there, there are a lot of interferences that have kept people uh, who have been mentally blocked uh, by these different, uh, you know, religious and culture and societies and denominations and national archives have been blocked of view to really see what the whole story is. Uh, there have been phase transitions between the spirit and the human body uh, that have been missed, not understood because of the failing to understand time scale peaks and the difference between celestial time and terrestrial time. Many of these deep, profound things have just absolutely been missed, so people do not have the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Also, there's, there's, there's a failure to perceive uh, fluctuations in nature, not taken into account. Uh, the abstract effects, the diverse uh, presence of uh, morpho uh, morphologies and, and uh, in the nature of human genetics uh, that can vary uh, due to the movement of atoms, uh, atoms that differ from one another uh, because of the environment. So such effects often, um, you know, uh, that are differing uh, affect uh, inter uh, interactions that are catalyzed uh, uh, by the effect of even a single uh, like photon atom uh, which relates to the right or the left or the up or the down spin of the atoms someone says oh my what's this got to do it has it's in the bible friends it has to do with your salvation someone says oh I can't believe that well you know, Jesus said, I have many things to, to share with you, but you cannot, you, cannot, uh, you cannot handle it now. You cannot bear it now. You know, I've told you simple things. You couldn't bear that. And Jesus was trying to show people, you know, 
You know, except you eat my flesh and drink my body, you'll not enter into the kingdom of heaven. There are things that are deep. There are things that are profound. There are things that are abstract. There are things that that uh, cannot be taken into the account through through natural means. Uh, there are the parallels, the two olive trees, the, the you know the the two uh, trees of life. Those are just two examples. There's many, many more. And and uh, and these spins that are in nature are, are polarizations, and and uh, they affect a person's alignment. And there are so very very much that we do need to understand about some of those things. You know, like uh, if if we were talking about a superposition state of one's thought processes, a a a, a state so profound that it could polarize. Uh, or uh, you know, it could uh, polarize both the left and right spins. Then we would we would have a a, a superposition state that was uh, uh, involved with synchronizations, um, uh, uh, synchronizations that were simultaneously uh, evident and affected. So someone says, "Well, what what would that mean?" That means that you're you're your polarizations uh, wouldn't be just broadcast in all directions and different directions and and all the many kinds of things that uh, that uh, confuse a person's alignment, but you would be able to have, and, and Jesus put it this way, single eye vision. You know, you wouldn't have just a left and a right, the opposite forces spinning in your life, but but they would... Uh, you know, uh, simultaneously be happening at the same time so that it was just one polarization instead of two or more. And, and that's an incredible thing. And you might say, well, how could that ever happen? It could happen. It could happen. So, so the secret of this very thing that I am talking about today is being sought by today's scientists because it is the very undershifts that involve what is called entanglement and the quantum quantum gates. And I, I want you to remember this thing where I say quantum gates because I'm going to be talking here in a little bit about the pearl gates and I, I want to make a, a, you know, a, a parallel. So this thing about entanglement, we've talked about that before, what that is. And that's where, like, in space there are two atoms Maybe one atom here on Earth and one atom clear to the other side of the universe. But they are entangled. And because they are entangled, uh, what happens to the one happens to the other. Someone says, oh, I can't believe that. Well, it's in the Bible. And I'm going to read the scripture here in a little bit. It is biblical. It is real. It is taught by the word of God. Praise God. So th those things are, are very, very uh, interesting. So, praise God. Let's uh, let's uh, carry on now with uh, some more of these goodies. For this is uh, this is really powerful stuff. Um, we're going to get into a few scriptures. I want to read to you, um, and it's like the scripture that says, "For now we look through a glass darkly." Now, glass is another way of saying a mirror. Now we look through a mirror darkly. And most of you know this quite well, but let's turn to uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, and let's just read it 
because it is um, it is a powerful verse. And it says, for, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even as also I am known. Now, would you be surprised to understand that this glass that it's talking about has physical effects? You know, when, 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 the, when the, the aura shone on uh, the face of Moses, the people could literally physically see it. And there was a physical effect. And, he, and Moses had to wear a physical veil over his face because that light was so, um, so bright and so scary to the people uh, that they couldn't handle looking at it for very long at all. It was, it was just something that sort of terrified them. <coughs> all right. So then if we read this and it says, for we see now... For we see through a glass darkly. We see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know even as I am also known. Let's look at um, at Second Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18. And here's what it says there. But we all... A-L-L, we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, we have two realities. We have the, the, the glory of the Lord experience, and we've got from glory to glory, and some of those glories are no doubt physical uh, ex, you know, excitements, physical experiences. And um, even Paul one time said, whether in the spirit or uh, whether in the body or out of the body, I can't tell. Um, there is applications to both of the parallels, the physical, the spiritual. Uh, and, and so when it says, for, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, you know, um, when we're talking about the Lord, one of the things that the Bible tells us we have to accept, we have to believe, if we don't believe it, we're Antichrist, and that is that we have to believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. So there is a, there is a glory in the flesh, the temple of the Holy Spirit glory, and, and there are, is the Spirit uh, glory. Uh, once again, we have the two olive trees. Once again, we have the two trees of life, the parallels. Those are very important to understand. Blessed be the name of God. Now, uh, turn with me to the book of James. That's right after the book of Hebrews. So the book of James, just for a little short one here, I want to read uh, uh, James one twenty three. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Now they're using the word glass, but obviously he's beholding his face in a glass, so he is seeing his face, it's a mirror. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. 
But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth there continuest therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed indeed. But, you know, nevertheless, however a person puts it, what you have there is another duel. You, 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 you have the, the physical, the, the face looking into the physical mirror. Then you have, you have the, the beholding uh, of oneself into the perfect law of liberty, which is like on the spiritual side of things. So as a as a person gets into you know all those kind of revelations, it is absolutely uh, quite important. Now in Revelations, uh, uh, you know, chapter four, verse six. Interestingly, it says, "And and before the throne there was a sea of of glass, likened to crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around about the throne." Uh, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And, and so we've got this sea of glass in Revelations 15.2. Let's read that, 15.2, uh, where it's, it says, And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with, mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast. Now remember this, that whatever this message is about the glass, it's connected to those who obviously understand it, who obviously are involved in it in a spiritual and physical way, and they are the ones that overcome the beast. Let's read, let's read what it says. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over the, his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God. And they sing the songs of Moses, the servant of God, and the songs of the Lamb. So here we got, again, a parallel. The Mosaic parallel, the Christ parallel. Uh, we, we, we've, these parallels are just all through the Bible. And the sea of glass is, is like... Uh, you know, um, a lattice. You know, a crystal is a, it has a lattice. All crystal has a lattice. And the lattice is very much like when Jesus said, the kingdom of God is likened to a net. And so you have all of those those crosses, the horizontal and the vertical crosses, the, the net, and, and you have the lattice. Uh, there is deep mystery in the Bible. There is deep things for us to look into because... You know, this is the second thing that I've read that indicates that these things are necessary, that you really need to know about uh, the revelation of looking into the glass. You really need to understand those things, what they mean, how they apply, uh, what, what the differentiation of one point of speaking about them is to another. And, and here in Revelations, it's what you will need to overcome the beast. So when we get into these deep things, don't don't treat it lightly. Don't don't try to make everything simple. Some people say, I don't know why everything has to be complicated. Why do we have to get into atoms? Why do we have to get into you having a body? Because if you don't have atoms, you don't have a body. Why do we have to get into large numbers? Because the numbers of atoms in your body and, and in your brain is just incredible to even imagine. 
Why did God do it that way? Why didn't he just make a solid a lump of something? It had two eyes and, and a little thinkamajig uh, up there on the top of, of, of the slab. The Bible says the, the, that our bodies are beautifully and wondrously made. And I accept that. And that means then that all of the, the numbers of the multitudes of those parts of our body are a, a wonderful and beautiful revelation. And so God doesn't want us to be ignorant. And we've been looking through a glass darkly in the religious world of this time, and God is saying, time is up on that. We're, we, he doesn't want us looking through that glass darkly any longer. He wants the revelation to come out. He wants his holy manifest word to be preached. He wants people to get into these deep things so they can start seeing things, you know, by the Spirit. Blessed be the name of God. You know, often... Uh, Dreams uh, are messenger, messages uh, from the memory that are excited to pictures uh, in bits and parts of information to our consciousness. Sometimes it can be figured out. Other times it needs to be interpreted. So what is it that makes it so that we get dreams that that seem to be so puzzling? They, they don't have all the the clarification, uh, we have these images, we have these bits and parts, we have these symbols, uh, you know, but, but sometimes that just seems to be impossible unless there is, you know, a, a, an interpreter. Uh, other times, uh, a dream is, has clarity and a person can actually understand it. So I'm gonna, I would want to put it this way. There are superpositions of extraordinary thought. And that the, these, these uh, uh, superpositions uh, of extraordinary thought are uh, capable of acting like keys to open the reson resonance of the quantum memory in the brain of humans. Wow, that's a big mouthful. But we might as well get used to these words, resonance. You know, we might as well get used to things like that. You know, it was more, more, most likely resonance that happened when Joshua and his, his troop was marching around Jericho. And, and the resonance is no doubt what caused all that, the, the, the rocks of that city to fall down. So, so we can't just ignore not knowing about resonance and, and about knowing about quantum because quantum has to do with, with, with the very small. And and so there are there are two parallels. There's the things that are the very large, and there are the things that are the very small. And and, and they they don't operate exactly the same. There is a difference. The the very large uh, is figured in in the scientific world uh, on the uh, classics of science and math, but they they cannot figure it exactly that same way uh, when they're dealing with the very small, the quantum. So, you know, there is a quantum memory in, in our brains. And even 180 uh, microseconds uh, exposure to that information uh, via the extraordinary thoughts can create a pearl of great price. Wow. This very act of extraordinary thought can give certain connections to memory uh, and 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 to 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 atoms uh, that can create a magnetic moment. This magnetic 
moment can produce a stable quantum memory state, allowing unstable bits and parts of a dream, for instance, to become polarized with this information so that an interface is created between the light photons and, and a person's individual photons. Now, this is connecting uh, with, with nature. This is connecting with the things that God has written into nature, like the message of the soundtrons. Every soundtron has in it, or pardon me, every atom has in it, every molecule has in it the soundtron. So when we strum the soundtrons, in a sense, we are strumming the atoms. Wow. And, and, and it's extraordinary thoughts that, you know, that can change things. As a man thinketh, so is he. That's, that's an extraordinary thought. And so we can, be, we can re, be in a place where we can be connected between the spirit and between the body. And, and you know, that's really what this, this teaching of the body without the spirit is dead. Someone says, well, you know, uh, so if I, if, if, I, if I die, my spirit will leave the body. Yeah, but there are people today that they are alive and they have a spirit, but the spirit in them is dead. The spirit in them is dead because it's not operative. Now, I noticed in um, our title up here, uh, that when they put this on uh, your uh, uh, computer, it says the body without the spirit capital. That That is actually not correct. It should be a small s because it's really talking about your spirit, about a person's spirit. And that is what the, the scripture actually says in James 2.26. So blessed be the name of God, just so that you know that, so you get that straight. It's talking about your spirit, you know. So some people, some people are, in a sense, they're in a, a state of, 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 of uh, transit, you know, because they, they, you know, they have no connection really with the spirit. Uh, it is keeping them alive, but it is not keeping them informed because they are not speaking to their spirit. They don't know how to connect with their spirit. All right. Th those are so, so very, very important very 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 important and, and this connection between one's uh photons of light that you have in your in your body and and your individual uh you know uh, or light light photons of of information and of and of spiritual things even that you have and your your person's individual atoms is where you can really get into an alignment between the body and your spirit, and you can open up all kinds of doors. That is when the spirit, the spherical mirrors that are mostly in suspension can be loosed between the phototransition of the body brain and uh, a phototransition uh, of the body spirit. Uh, such orientation aligns the thought pictures between the body spirit and the body brain so that dreams, visions, oracles of partial revelation can be understood in their fullest sense. Whoa. Okay, now I want you to turn with me 
to Revelations 21. Go to the book of Revelations 21. And we're going to look at something very interesting and very different. Now, some people say to me sometimes, why, why do you prefer the King James Version over the many other versions that, that are, are possible? Well, I, I do realize that it does have some older terms that the meaning has changed. But it's not too difficult to figure that out. But it has retained uh, some words and and statements and way of saying things that uh, that is you know just really 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 important in my in my opinion not to lose. And some of the new versions negate some of those things. And this is one of the subjects I'm going to get into today in um, Revelations twenty one twenty one. Revelations twenty one twenty one, and it and it's talking about uh, the holy Jerusalem, the city lying four square, and the foundations, and it describes in them, them in the nineteenth through twentieth verse, and then in the twenty first verse, it talks about the twelve gates. Um, the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. Now, there's a word in there that is just a sensational word. And that's what I want to share with you today, because it's going to help set you up on some of these teachings of these very, very deep things that I am, that I am getting into. And, and they're, they're very, very important uh, from that sense of understanding. Okay, now listen to this. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Now that sounds easy. That sounds easy. There's twelve gates, there's twelve pearls. It just sounds easy until the next few words are, 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 are spoken. Every several, S-E-V-E-R-A-L, several gate was of one pearl. Uh-oh, that really changes it. That really does something very, very, very different. Every several gate was of one pearl. Because we read there was 12 gates and there was 12 pearls. But yet this seems to be saying something different. Every several gate was of one pearl. Now, when you talk about a several gate, several does not mean one. So we are talking about an increase here that has to do with with an increased number that's more than one. And the street of the city was pure gold and it and as it were transparent glass now this is what i want to i want to share with you today if you if you look into the the greek of this word several uh and you look in um, strong's concordance number 303 it talks about 
in compounds. Oh, oh, now that really does change it. That something is a compound. Something is a compound means it can have many parts to it, but it is all put together as though it is one. So we've got these several gates. It's, it's, it's a gate, singular, but at the same time, it is a several, which means when we look at the, at the Greek, that it is in compounds. Wow. And then if we look at the other part of the number, because they give two numbers, they give Strong's uh, Greek dictionary number 1520, and, uh, and that also includes like abundantly, and the word other. That's a really interesting word, other. There are other factors. There are other considerations. This compound uh, idea incorporates other aspects, other consistencies, other revelation of the meaning of what a pearl gate is or is not. And that is very, very, very interesting. Wow. Now let's look at some other scriptures that use that word. Turn with me to Matthew twenty-five fifteen. Matthew twenty-five fifteen, And this is very, very interesting. Now Matthew 25, 15 says, says this. <clears throat> And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, and to every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. So we see these talents being passed out, but we see that each man doesn't just have an a just one ability, but there are several abilities that that one person may have. So when we're talking about this pearl gate, we aren't just exactly talking of the twelve pearls and twelve gates being just a single entity aspect without there being this understanding that we want to look into of the compound or in compound that it is talking about. And we see that that's, that term is even used, uh, you know, and, and if we look at that word uh, in the Greek 2398, in, in the Strong's Greek, uh, they severally belong to him. There's, there's this many-one connection, okay? You know, and um, uh, then uh, we're going to look at, um, as, at another interesting thing. Uh, turn with me to the book of Numbers. Numbers uh, 28. And you'll see the importance of this later as I get into it. Uh, but you'll remember this connection when, I, when we read it and get into Numbers 28, Verse 13. And we we'll go 13 through 29. Okay. And so in Numbers 28, 13, 
and a several tenth deal of flour mingled with oil for a meat offering unto one lamb, for a burnt offering of a sweet savor, a sacrifice made by fire unto the Lord. Now, how, how do you do a several tenth? Well, a several tenth deal. The word deal means 28 quarts. So this several tenth is comprised in a compound kind of way of 28 quarts of flour mingled with oil. Wow. And it's interesting that this 28, if you look at the value number, and you go 2 plus 8, you get 10. So it brings you back to the 10 of the 10th. So the several tenth deal is not just a tenth, that is a tenth, but it's a compound tenth. And and the deal represents 28 quarts. Now I wouldn't want to not have that word put into the Bible. I wouldn't want that, but that has been taken out in some of the new, new uh, uh, versions. And it's mentioned again in, in Numbers 29.10, a several tenth deal for one lamb throughout the seven lambs. There is a sacred, beautiful, deep revelation that is intended here. And, and we're, going to, we're going to get into that uh, here, you know, and, and uh, try, not to, uh, try not to let you, you miss that the beautiful part of what this means and how how that it is uh it is connected you know to to these revelations of of various numbers that I've been giving you uh because you'll be able to understand them strictly having having bible for it absolutely having bible for it you know and um praise the name of god okay so let's now turn to uh First Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to do some reading from here to sort of help you get this idea of the several gate. Chapter 12. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, chapter 12, verse 1, 1 Corinthians, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Now, now, people, these are things that, in all honesty, you just absolutely, importantly, need to know. You just really do need to know these things. God wants you to know and to understand these things. So, there are you know, there are different things like I read to you that time in Daniel twelve ten. He says, the wise shall understand. The wise shall understand. That, that has a kind of reconciliation to the, uh, 
12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, first verse. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. God does not want you to be ignorant of these things that the Holy Spirit is revealing by the Holy Manifest because it's all part of the prophecy that the knowledge of, of, of the Word of God is going to be known from, from sea to sea as the waters cover the earth. Verse 5, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, there can be differences of, of, of administration because there, there is, the, there is the, the surface revelation. There's the 30-fold revelation. There's the 60-fold revelation. And there's the 100-fold revelations. And each one of them is under a different administration. But it's still all by the same, uh, same Lord. And so it's so foolish when people go out and they, they judge someone and they say, well, I have, the, I have the, the surface revelation and I think that's the simple, real thing. But, you know, that's judging. And, and, and you know, there's, there's differences, yes. There's differences, yes, of administration, of teaching, of levels. But it's the same Lord that's involved in, 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 the, in the administration of the hundredfold or the sixtyfold or the thirtyfold. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. There can be differences, ladies and gentlemen, of the operation of how people uh, have their, their church services and their worship. And it isn't meant for us to go around judging churches. There are people, some people that need a very quiet, meditative, meditative type of approach. Their, their, their nerves is possibly just jangled from the kind of jobs or the kind of turmoil or the problems that they have. Or perhaps it's just a, a nature of their spirit and, and their, uh, you know, physiology and, and psychology, that they just need that nice, quiet, sacred-like approach. Then there's other people that just need, seem to need it to be like going to a sports event where people are standing and applauding and raising their hands and shouting, you know. There's difference of operations. Don't judge them. Leave them alone. Let them be. Let them be happy with whatever way of worshiping they're doing. Don't judge them. Don't try to make one right and one wrong. The Bible says there are differences of operations, but it's the same God that works, works all in all. And the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit therewith. For one is given the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit. Verse 12. Oh, no, verse 11. For all these worketh that one and self same spirit, dividing to every man, and here we go, severally, severally, as he will. There it is again. He's devised every man severally as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body 
being many are one body, so also is Christ. So if we, if we find a fault with this style of compound oneness of the many one revelation, then we are finding a fault with, with Jesus Christ himself because Christ is, is made that same way. But by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, and it doesn't matter what, what our nationality, whether Jews or Gentiles, or whether bond or free, or whether we've been made to drink, to, to drink into one spirit, for the body is not one member, but it is many. The body is not one member, it is many. Now, I wonder if we said that about the gate. The gate, each gate, is not like what you think. It's not just one entry, one space. Wonder if every one of those gates had potential for a special spiritual, a spiritual dimension. But they all belong to that same, that same pearl revelation. All belonged to the same pearl revelation, but they were. But every one of those gates had many dimensions. We're just giving you some ideas to think about here. Now we begin to see some incredible things. For the body is not just one member; it's many. Wow! So these are all so very important. Now. I told you I was going to give you a scripture on this thing about entanglement. Like if there's an atom in on earth and there's an atom over on the other side of the universe, if they were entangled, they they would each one feel the other because they are, they are connected. What happens to one happens to another. Here's the scripture for it. Verse 26 of chapter 12, 1 Corinthians. And whether one member suffer... All the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. There you go. Right down that next to that, entanglement. Because that's in the Bible. And it's talking about the body, which is not one member but many. And remember, all these different aspects of the body, of the cells, represent atoms and molecules. They're right into the language of atoms. They're right into the language of molecules. So are we off track? No, we're not. And this this Bible is incredible. It's incredible because it's covering all these things. Verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Wow. That's incredible stuff to me. That is absolutely awesome, incredible stuff. Now we're beginning to see. We're beginning to see some awesome, absolutely, almost beyond belief kind of stuff. Now I want to I want to make the connection here for you on this thing with um, with this with with this uh, the tenth. Remember we got the the 28 quarts of, of flour and oil were part of the several, several tenth. Well, let's look at a really unusual scripture. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews. And I'm teaching you these things, ladies and gentlemen. So when I give you some of these numbers and I, and I tell you some of the things I do, that you can understand and know for us for a surety 
and a certainty that, that these things are backed by Scripture. Sometimes when I do the teachings, I don't have the time to go through every, every uh, Scripture that substantiates because there would be a lot of them and it would take so long that we would hardly ever get through a teaching. But I want you to know the Scriptures are there. I don't put these things together without there being, without there being scriptural backing. These teachings have scriptural backing. Okay, now we're gonna we're going to look at this Hebrews chapter seven, and I, I want I want you to see something here that'll tie into this so beautifully, so beautifully. Verse nine and ten, chapter seven of Hebrews nine and ten. And as I may say so, Levi also received tithes and paid tithes in Abraham, for he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Now, I want you to get a hold of this. Levi is not born. Levi is not a fetus. But he is there in a very special kind of way in the loins of Abraham. Even though he will not be born for four generations, he nevertheless, prior to the four generations, it is being said that Levi, through Abraham, paid tithes for he was yet in his loins. There was DNA message, a DNA message for him to come forth out of the loins of Abraham. Whatever the trip, whatever the journey, whatever the trail, it was destiny. Just like with Jeremiah. When the Bible says about Jeremiah, before you were born, before you were fashioned in the mother's womb, you know, I knew you. I called you to be a prophet. When we are reading the Bible, we have to take in this special kind of divine accounting. If we don't take into this special kind of divine counting, we miss the deep providence, the deep word that the Holy Spirit is revealing in a profound way. You know, the Bible says, God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Then why do people come into the Bible and try to make everything that's said in the Bible, much of it in a very deep and spiritual way, to become the thoughts as humans would think them? And the, and the, the, figure, the configurations of how humans would configure them. Why do they do that? Because they are not listening to the Word of God. They are not being obedient to what the, the, the Spirit is really saying. There is something very deep and very different about how that we are to understand the Word of God and, and, and the Bible. And, and when, you, when you see this revelation that I read to you in Hebrews 7, 9 through 10, where Levi, and you remember on, when we did the teaching on the tracks on the mountain, where we showed how that God spoke to, 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 to um, Noah, and he said, you are, you are um, uh, not, I'm sorry, not to Noah, he spoke to uh, Moses, and he says, I want you to take and share the spirit that I have upon you with your 70 elders. 
And so he did that, and he shared in the and and that 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 spirit. You could say that a, that a an experience of a several of Moses came upon the seventy elders. They experienced a several, like like this several pearl gate. They experienced that several. What a beautiful revelation. What an awesome revelation. And we could lose that because it's been taken out of some of the new Bibles. And it goes all the way back to the Old Testament. And it's a word that Jesus is shown to have used. In Matthew twenty-five, twenty-five. And it's in the book of Revelations, and it's in Corinthians, and it's in the book of Numbers, talking about the, the tenth, the several tenth, which we understand is 28, in that particular instance, jars of flour and oil. And if you take the 28 and you add the value of the number, individual number, you have 2 plus 8 equals 10. So those several parts bring you back to the number 10, which is the 10th. It's a beautiful way that God does things. It's a beautiful language, this Word of God. It is so exciting. We're dealing with a way of thinking that has to do with a several. We're dealing with a way of thinking, as I read it to you in Corinthians, where the body is not one member, but it's many. And you can apply that to the pearl and to the gate. The gate is not one pearl. The gate is not one gate, but it's many. But someone says, how are we ever going to figure this out? By listening to the Spirit of God. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. Not what reasoning of the human flesh says. Not with the mentality of how we figure things in the physical, but by the Holy Spirit. That is how it counts. That is how it is real. Blessed be the name of God. Now, let's go over into Daniel. Let's go to the 12th chapter of Daniel. And I want to get into another word. I'm going to get into several words here. Because these words are going to open up your mind. They're going to, they're going to open up your brain. Now here's here's what it says. In the 12th chapter of Daniel and the tw- and the 12th verse, blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the 1305 and 30 days. 1305 and 30 days. 1 Three, three, five. Blessed is he that waiteth. Now when you get into these things, you've got to look at the sentence and the structure. Blessed is he that does what? That waiteth. Well, what does that mean? Well, that just means that, you know, you sit and you wait. Is that really right? Are you sure that's what that means? I mean, what about... In Revelations there, where we read about one gate and one pearl, and that ended up having a compound meaning. And we, we understood that it's not just one body, but 
it, it, you know, just it's, it's many members are the one body. So are you counting it right? What a difference of, of math. What a difference of math. It's incredibly increased. Disciples, did you count the fish and the and and the and the uh, the bread correctly? Well, yeah. Here, here it is, right here. There's just there's seven of this, and there's you know a dozen of this. No, no, that's not how you count the the bread and the fish. What are you going to do with that bread and the fish? Well, we've got to feed the multitude. So then, what is it? What is the number that you really need to know? Is it the number that that the fish and the bread are in this little basket? Or is the number that you really need to know what the number of the multitude is? Yeah, that's the number you need to know. That is the number you've got to plug into the spiritual computer. You plug the number of the, into the spiritual computer of what the multitude is. And that's how you count the fish and the loaves. Not counting what's in that basket. Because God's going to bless severally, as he will. He's going to make that bread and that those fish take care of the whole multitude. So you count the multitude. Don't count the fish. Now that's opposite of how people do things, isn't it? But that's when you start getting into the spirit revelation, how you have to do. You, you, you got to look at the end result, what the resolution is. And that's what you need to count because that is the answer that you need. You don't go to the service station and say, oh, well, you know, there'd probably be another another service station. Yeah, just give me $10 worth of gas. Sometimes you got to look at the journey. The journey's going to take several $10 of gas to get there. So you might as well fill that whole tank up with as many $10 bills as it'll take because what you're counting isn't just gas, gasoline. You're counting the journey. You've got to count the journey and equate that with what the need will be. That's what you count. Now we're looking here at this word. But go your way, oh no, uh, verse 12, blessed is he that waiteth. You're getting blessed for waiting? What does that mean? Well, when you go to the Hebrew, Strong's Concordance 2442, it's very interesting. It has involved in it the idea of piercing, It also has the idea of adhering. It also has the idea of a long tarry, a long wait. Wow. Wow. So there's something here that we need to understand in, in, in the aspect of what, of what this real re, really refers to. Because you know, if, if, we, if we look at this in a spiritual sense, 
like piercing, for instance, can be piercing, or it can represent breakthrough, riddle. It can even represent honeycomb. You may have remembered me talking to you about honeycomb. It can represent transfix. It can represent transpierce. It can represent abstract. And adhere can represent joined into intercommunicate, communication. Wow. Wow. Now, that particular word is a root word, and it's connected to another root word, which is in 2707, which means to carve, to portray, to set a print, uh, to be entrenched. Entrenched can mean intrusion, interposition, invasion, entrance. Wow. We already know that this particular number that we're looking at here, 1335, that when 1, 2, when the 1,290 days, 1290 is subtracted from it, it leaves the number 45. And we went into this big dissertation about rhodium. And we, we talked about how that it was from the Greek word rose. And someone would say, probably has said, oh yeah, well, that, that's just hocus pocus. There's, that's not backed by the Bible. But actually, when you get into these words here, there are some very interesting connections. For instance, when you want to find out about an element, you need to know what the nuclear magnetic resonance identification is or the infrared uh, spectral uh, metrics of that identification shows. So it's actually possible that if you know anything that is related to this magnetic resonance, nuclear magnetic resonance, or this infrared uh, spectrometrics, that it can tell you what the element number is. And in a way, knowing that can be, can be almost like an atomic nucleus to the window of the universe. For sure we know that that rhodium is used for earrings that are put into pierced ears. But that's not the connection. The connection here is, is more than that. The connection is like in this 2707 akin to the 2442 where it says set a print. And when it talks about entrenched, it's, it, that can mean invasion. And boy, is that ever sounding like something. Is that ever sounding like something? Set a print. Really, set a print. 
Well, that's not the only time when in that same verses of Scripture there where it talks about set. And where where is that at? Okay. It, it, it's, just, it's just a little teeny bit away from that verse. It's just a verse before it. It's verse 11. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up. Now, if you just think about this, when the daily sacrifice is taken away, 70 A.D. and the, the temple and all the, the places where people could burn their, and, and offer their sacrifices, it was destroyed. That's how it was taken away. It was destroyed. There was nothing left to set up. Shall be taken away and after that daily sacrifice is taken away, then the abomination that make it desolate and and and, and there, there is some incredible incredible information here where where it, it talks about the the instead of the abomin the abomination that make it desolate it talks about the abomination that is that astonish it, it astonishes there is something been missing in this revelation people are getting the abomination that takes away the daily offering mixed up and in Matthew 24:15 Jesus was talking about the abomination and make it desolate. And he said, Whosoever readeth, let him understand. What's he saying there? He's saying this is not just something that you can gaze at and just breeze over and understand it. When you read this, you've got to really understand it in a very profound way. And Jesus said in Matthew twenty four fifteen that very, very point. Even in chapter 12, the last chapter of Daniel, after the angels had visited him, and, 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 and I read to you before how that in the, uh, uh, the 17th chapter of, of uh, uh, pardon me, the 17th verse of chapter 1 in Daniel, that all those four persons, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, God had given them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. Plus, Daniel had special understanding and visions. And, and it said in, in the first uh, chapter of Daniel, um, uh, verse 4, it talked about uh, being well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science. Now, this is the kind of person that Daniel was. But here's what he says at the end of chapter 12. After the the angels have talked with him and tried to reveal this to him. Verse 8, chapter 12, And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? <clears throat> he did not understand the number. He could not see 70,000 years. He could not see it. And there's a lot of so-called religious people out there today called Christians. And they cannot see the 70,000 years, but it's there, it's in the Bible, and it's real. They cannot see that that covenant was made with Abraham. 
And it's an everlasting covenant that cannot be taken away or, or, or in the book, the third chapter of Galatians says it cannot be disannulled. <clears throat> and even Daniel had a problem because he was so into his Jewish faith and what they believed that he could only collect that in his sensory perceptions as how it would relate to a literal actual 70 years and then they would go back and 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 return to Jerusalem not understanding that there are parallels not understanding that there are different levels of interpretation 30 60 hundredfold surface ladies and gentlemen I'm 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 giving you this word so we have here in the 11th verse, and from that time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and, that's additional, the abomination that maketh desolate set up. What? You're going to set it up? Where are you going to do that at, being that the city is totally destroyed, and the temple is totally destroyed? Where are you going to set it up at? Well, when you look up the word set, S-E-T, In Hebrew, in the Strong's Concordance, 54.14, it means print, send out. What in the world is this thing talking about? What in the world is this message? Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on in this message? Well, let's go over and look at the, the 13th verse, the 13th chapter, rather, of the book of Revelations. And it talks about, in verse 11, another beast coming up out of the earth had two horns like a lamb. He spake like a dragon. He's talking about the false prophet. Someone said, oh, I think that's, the, that's, that's the, the Antichrist. You call it who you want to call it, and I'll call it who I want to call it. I know who it really is. Verse 13, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on earth by the means of those miracles which he hath the power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on earth that they should make an image, make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live, and he had power to give life unto the image. It's, it's something that does not have life. It's a mechanism, but he's going to have power to make it, so that it has intelligence. So that it can speak and it can cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And this is the super computer that I've been talking about. And it's in the Bible and it's in both the Old and New Testament. And it's clear in the language. He's going to set it up. And this is a later time. This is not in 70 A.D. This is a later time. It says in the 11th uh, verse of Daniel, and from, that means an after, and after the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away. And the abomination that maketh desolate set up, it's going to be after the, 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 when the, the, the 70 A.D. happened, 
and then it's going to it's going to it's going to go on forward to a time that there's going to be set up this abomination that astonishes astonishes the world and it's going to be able to print and to send out information and that you can find in Strong's uh, Dictionary Concordance 5414 from the word set. And you can find it from the word waiteth in Daniel 1212. 2442 Strong's Concordance number and 2707. It says in 2707 set a print to entrench, to, to invade. It's, it's an invasion of the rights of the humans on this planet by this incredible computer that is going to be made and going to have the power it's going to have the power to, to give life. And I'm calling this this rhodium because if I had the time, but I don't have the time, to go into more technical details, which you probably wouldn't understand or you may not understand anyway, you'd be able to see the connection that I was trying to make for you of this nuclear magnetic resonance identification and this infrared spectrometrics of rhodium. It's not just the nothing people. There's more to it than you think. Rhodium, number 45, which is the number we get when we subtract 1290 from 1335, we get 45, we get the very number in with all of these words, waiteth and set, which certainly do tell the story. Certainly do tell the story. Not only do they tell the story in that sense, but they also tell another story in 2442 Hebrew concordance. It says, it means also, because sometimes some of these, just like, like any word, you go into a dictionary, it can have three or four meanings or more. It means long. It means carry. It means wait. What's it trying to say? It's trying to say, yeah, I know this says 1330, you know, 35. But there's something deeper here. Severally, it's a compound revelation. It's something deeper. So the secret here in most of the cases is you have to go back to the idea of Genesis chapter 2 in which everything in creation was referred to by generations. So you have to change it. It doesn't matter if it says days. It doesn't matter if it says weeks. There's reasons it's saying days because of the parallels. There's reasons it's saying weeks because of the Sabbaths. But in the end, the final resolution is that every one of those numbers means generations. And in Psalms 105, we know that there's a thousand generations. And in Psalms 90, in Psalms 90, we know that there are 70 years. 70 years that is given for the for, uh, verse, uh, verse 90, verse 10. 70 years, three score and 10. 
that is given for a life generation. You take a life generation 70 times a thousand generations, you get 70,000 years. So we have to do the same thing with these. Well, what is the difference? How do these all connect? What is the difference? Well, it's, it's sensational. It's really sensational. Let me try to tell, tell you the story. You have to go back to the beginning of time. You have to go back to the war of the angels, to Lucifer and the fall of the Ophanims. When instead of being able to continue their creation, of bringing forth new creations whose names had never been written in the book of life as stated in the book of Revelations. And they were to bring forth these new creations who could eventually evolve forward in time, and I'm not talking evolution, but latolution, evolve forward in time and begin to recognize there is a God and begin to, from that, have communication and from that, begin to ultimately, in the great long course of time, come to a reckoning with God and then be able to go at the end of the universe to the fringes of the first do domain until that eternities of eternities is finished and a new creation is made and then they get a chance to go out into creation on missions and that's how when they come back they have, they have gained their soul. And they have a soul which gives them a birthright into the kingdom of the first domain, which is the heaven of heavens. But that never had a chance to happen because of the, of the Lucifer interference and, and, and the, the tares, the, 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 the false evidence that he sowed in, in, into the DNA of the human race. So there are 70,000 years that have been given and you that are just tuning in tonight and you haven't heard the other teachings, you have to go back and listen to those. 70,000 years of regeneration for people to have a time and a chance that's guaranteed in Ecclesiastes. Every human being having a time and a chance. There'd be no, no exception. Every human being will get a time and a chance. And I, I read that scripture to you earlier. So, so you know, you, you, don't, you don't need to miss it. You need to just listen to it and hear it. Every human being is going to get that time and a chance. And then what happens? Well, if we take this, um, this revelation that when we have the thousand years, which is... The thousand year is a thousand year generation, which is the millennium. Then after that, is it over? Well, what is over? What is over is the is the seventy thousand years of regeneration. That is basically right at the end, just right at the end. But what still happens? All of a sudden, the whole earth is populated. All, of, all across the face of the earth with Gog and Magogs. These people that do not have souls are already being born to take the place of the Ophanim 
that are going to be regenerated and no longer be coming into human bodies on earth except as they act as dignitaries and they do ministry like angels. Then what's going to happen? Well, then what's going to happen is pretty incredible. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. And <laughs> you need to... You need to really get into this because it's it's pretty awesome. Okay, what what does it mean? Well, you have 1,290 generations. This is the last chapter, last verse, verses 11, 12 of of, um, of Daniel. You have you have 1,290 generations, times 70 years, because that 70-year covenant was a forever covenant. And that ends up being another 90,300 years that is going to be granted to these new people that do not have souls as an opportunity for overcoming in their lifetimes and eventually progressing to a point they are communicating with God now it says, yeah, but blessed you would be if those that wait, and we never understand the con- all the thing of waiting, because that's connected to all kinds of things. Lucifer is still going to be around. <laughs> Someone said, but the end of the world. <laughs> Come on. End of a dispensation. The Bible says that this earth is going to get so old, it's going to be like a piece of, 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 of clothing. That just becomes old and sort of folded up. Are there going to be terrible consequential things like earthquakes and volcanoes and maybe sun flares and th- over the courses of time, tsunamis? Sure. That's what this earth is. But God has promised, I read it to you. That he's never at any time going to kill all the people of the earth. It's never going to end the earth that way again, ever. He, I read it to you. That's the promise of God. If that word's not any good, then what are we doing? The earth is going to go on. And by the time the 70,000 years is up, the, the Ophanims are going to be out into space. They're be going to be doing, having physical bodies doing work on other planets they're going to be involved in the father's house and then that if you you're blessed if you could go to that 1335 generations you multiply that by 70 and you get 93450 years because there is a differentiation there of those extra years And those extra years is what you're being blessed in because those are going to be the people of the Melchizedek's, of the the bosom of the Father's house that are going to be involved during those extra years ministering to these people as dignitaries. And that's why they're going to be blessed. And we're talking an incredible amount of time that life is going to be living on this earth and going on. It's going to go on and on and on. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, when you look at these numbers 
and you do the individual value of them. These these final numbers that it comes up with. 93,450 years, which is 1335 generations, 1,335 generations times 70. You get 93,450 years, and then you break down that number one at a time, remembering that zeros do not stand alone. They don't count as a number. And you take 9 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus the zero, delete it. You get 21. When you take the other number, the 1290, and you take those individual numbers, the 1290 and, and times 70, which is 90,300, and you take the 90,300 years, you take 9, you wipe out the 0, you take 3, you wipe out the 0, and the other 0, you get 12. So now you've got 21 and 12, and what the, the 21 is, is an inversion. It's an inversion of 12, because you take the 2, 1, it's turned around backwards. Because it is representing there being uh, abstract, uh, uh, abstract uh, that, that uh, the whole time of, of that uh, inversion is, is uh, going to also incorporate. And that is another whole big teaching, which would take me a good deal of, of time to do it. But Paul, and you know, Daniel says, I heard and I understood not. He was a scientist. So if you've listened to this and you understand not, don't curse it, don't knock it, submit it to God. Like Daniel did. Because there will be a time that God will bring this around to you. Because we're moving on in, into the future. It's going on and on and on. And there's going to be, there's going to be dispensations that will end. And new dispensations that will begin. And it's going to go on and on and on because, ladies and gentlemen, we are in star time. We are in star time. And we are talking long, long stretches of time. And it doesn't matter whether you really believe the rhodium, which number, atomic number is, uh, is 102, Point nine zero five five zero. It doesn't matter, and it's element number forty-five that you believe that that is going to be a part of the new computer. Um, the the revelation of it is not even known or understood. It's not even known or understood by the um, the the scientists in the fullest extent. They're searching, you know, the entanglement theory. But what the really real secret is that Satan will know and put into force is he will take and he will he will he will put this energy uh, in, into uh, the, the nucleus of the atom. And when he puts it into the nucleus of the atom, that will allow it uh, to, with, with all of the other uh, advanced things that they know and that they will do, that will allow it to act as though it were a nucleus, even though it, were, was, it, it is not. And, and by being able to do that, that will make it uh, is, uh, transfix uh, to be at all points of polarization. And it will advance that whole uh, criteria of that, that machine that will be, will be given life, that image that will be given life, which is that computer that there's never been anything like that made. And that computer uh, will be a powerful force. 
But believe me, there's more to that story uh, of how it all ties into the end of the regeneration, 70,000 years. What is the carryover? There's, there's, you know, obviously, after the millennium, <laughs> there's the greatest war that there ever was. After the millennium. Some people say, yeah, but that's just in one verse and it ends. Hey, one verse can be thousands of years. Don't, don't jump the gun on that. Don't jump the gun on that. When we start getting into the gate that severally is, the, the, the body that's many, you begin to get into these numbers and understanding them, that what it's talking about generations. And it's not talking about the minute numbers. Someone says, well, aren't, aren't they relevant? Sure they are. But where do they apply? Are we looking at them in the, in the surface revelation? Are we looking at them in the 30-fold? Are we looking at them in the 60-fold? Are we looking at them in the 100-fold? Every one of those is a different application. And they all are, are applicable to the, to the meanings that, that, that are involved in those applications. So yes, there was a literal 70 years that, in which the, 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 the Persian king allowed the children of Israel that were captive to go back to Jerusalem. And that fulfilled that part. You know, that was like a 30-fold. But that wasn't a simple 30-fold because that involved something on the other side that was about Leviticus 26. The 7777. Seven, one times, seven, two times, seven, three times, seven, four times. Each time, almost, not mathematically so, but almost becoming exponential. So that each time it was multiplying and, and, and doubling the compound number. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't want to floor you with this. But I want you to get these scriptures. So you understand that these things that we're teaching isn't just coming from some junky idea. This is in the Bible. There are words that have not been brought out and made known. And, and those words are in the Hebrew and in the Greek. And when the translators looked at them, they would look at them in the surface revelation, sometimes the 30-fold revelation. But it wasn't given to them. It wasn't their hour to understand it in the 100-fold or the 60-fold understanding. But I, as we've been preaching, we've been saying, as I bring this to a close before I do my prayer, that in the book of Revelations, when the angel spoke to John, he said, when you write this book of Revelations, you can't just write it any old way. You can't write it like it's just any old book. He says in the, in the first chapter, in the 19th verse, write the things which thou hast seen, that which is past, the things which are, that which is present, and the things which shall be hereafter. Everything that was to be revealed in this book of Revelation was to somehow be attached to adhere to that which was, that which is, and that which is to come. When people don't do that and they just put it in one of the platitudes that fit into one of the dimensions of time, they miss the whole revelation. So I want to pray for you people 
that God will open your minds to understand these things. And I want to pray for you for your healing. Heavenly Father, which art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we've forgiven others their debts against us. Let us not be led into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power. Oh, Lord, right now, right now, Lord, we're not looking at the basket of the limitations of the fishes and the loaves. We are looking at the whole creature being completely healed, the whole human heart, the whole human body being healed and completely made whole, body parts restored. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, touch these people and reach out to the poor and the suffering and the starving. And may world, may the world come into the salvation of God. And may there be peace all over the world. And everywhere in the world where the lights have gone off, may the lights come on again. And may people see and hear the sound, the lights of the God that shines from above. God bless you. God loves you. We love you. Next week, the conclusion message, when I will conclude this message and put it all into neat little package. After that, we will go into the the teaching of the, the book of the seven thunders. God bless you. We love you. Amen and amen.